Drive Time and RT Radio 1. Listen back on the RT Radio Player app. Good evening, August. For Gade Milfoil to start quick on Study Hub this evening. Now, on this evening's menu, as we said to Cormac there, we have home economics, scientific and social. And as I was saying, it's on day one of the Leaving Cert calendar. So if you've chosen this subject, it's definitely a paper that will be right up in front for you during your studies. We'll also talk a little bit more about the French exam. And then we shall bring you on a little trip around the creative side of life, the beautiful stuff, as we take a look at the art exam with Declan Kelly. So busy show as ever, but we'd love to hear from you and get your questions into us now. You can email us at studyhub at rt.ie or indeed text us here on Drive Time at 51551. So let's get on with things. And to get us into the zone for the first subject this evening, are you ready for some complaints about food safety? Have you ever found a foreign object in your food or visited a restaurant where the hygiene standards were unacceptable and you were unsure as to what to do? Well, if so, here's some information that might help you. All food complaints can be reported to ourselves at the Food Safety Authority of Ireland where they will be passed over to and investigated by environmental health officers throughout the country. It's interesting to note in one year alone, one in four of all the emails and calls to our advice line were from consumers reporting issues in relation to food and food establishments. Some of the complaints related to foreign objects such as live and dead insects found in food, a tooth and a needle was found in food and even a cotton bud in a sandwich. Lovely time of day for this. That, of course, from the Food Standards Authority of Ireland website. And it gets us quite firmly right into the heart of our first subject this evening. Because it could be argued that home economics at leaving cert level is one of the more misunderstood, maybe an underestimated subjects out there. I mean, where else can you study for careers in food and textiles and science and design and social studies and tourism? but you have to put the work in. Not an easy subject in which to get a H1, but home economics teacher Sandra Cleary from the Institute of Education is here on the line to help you do your very, 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 very best. Sandra, good evening to you. Good evening, Evelyn. Uh, Great to talk to you. Lovely to talk to you. Listen, let's begin with a very easy one for you. And firstly, the way we're starting so many of these conversations is about these amendments that have been introduced to exams this year. And what do you want to draw our attention to here with this paper? What's, What's good for the students about this new paper? Well, number one, this used to always be a very, very demanding exam for time, uh, really stressful, Mm. actually, for students and where a lot of students would have known all of their content, but just weren't able to get it down in time. So that's completely uh, gone to one side now with the adjustments. The main uh, adjustments, there are three of them, and there's one adjustment actually to the three sections of the exam. So a section A is made up of short questions, and in the past we would have had to answer 10 out of 12 um, short questions but fantastic this year only 5 out of 14 short questions which is um, really really um, brilliant and what a lot of students mightn't be aware that are listening Evelyn is the fact that the short questions are very much um, divided into two parts the first 9 short questions are from food studies the core and the remaining 5 short questions are on home management topics like textiles consumer studies studies, household technology, finance topics, resource management. So students should really play to their strengths here. You know, some students just really like the chemistry, they like the nutrition, and they can answer maybe five out of the first nine. 
Whereas other students then who have maybe a better affinity to the home management section, there'll be five for them there. The second change is on section B, where we still have to do a question 1B, which is compulsory. But then there are four 50 mark questions and students now only have to do one out of four. Whereas in the past, they had to do two out of four. So that's um, fantastic. And I think for me personally and for my own students um, is section C, the adjustment there. We always had three options, elective one, two and three. And this is a these are specialised areas separate to the core topics that have to be learned by all students. And normally students would have decided on one specific um, elective, whether it be home design and management, textiles, or whether it's social studies and extension of the core. But this year they have added on another question onto section C and it's called question for the core. And what's fantastic about this is that it's just more of the same Mm -hmm. in terms of the core topics have now been carried over into section C. So I would strongly advise students to be preparing for question for the core. Why would you take on a whole new specialised area sure. like home design and management or mm -hmm. more sociology when you can just have the other option of a question where you've got two parts. Um, you must answer part A and then part B um, or part C. Now, the way it looked last year, part A of question four, the core, seems to be on food studies. So we're, that's what would be expected in 2022. And then part B or part C, one section of is on home design, home management topics, like I listed earlier. And the other one then is another food studies question. Fantastic choice. It's lovely um, to yeah, you know, it's really lovely take to advantage. It's yeah, it's lovely to hear the enthusiasm. I think we've a little gap between you and me there. But I'm just very pleased to hear somebody so excited about these amendments because that encourages us oh, all. Can you I just, am. Yeah, it's great. It's the best subject on the, on the Leaving <laughs> Cert course. Listen, the other thing that really struck me when I was looking into this was your view that sometimes students are surprised by the level of detail that is needed in home economics. You know, you're not looking for flowy essays here as it's bullet points, but not very short answers, but not super short answers. They really have to kind of grapple with it and give the information, don't they? They they absolutely do. And even though I've just said there now that there's great choice and we won't have that same level of stress in terms of trying to complete the exam, what a lot of students might not be considering, Evelyn, is the fact Yes, we only have to answer five out of 10 uh, or five out of 14 short questions. But you must remember there are a lot more students now in the country that can answer five very good questions, mm -hmm. whereas before they mightn't have been able to answer 10. So I suppose what I'm I, what I am saying is that your answers have to be super detailed, mm. you know, so we have to have perfect answers, really. So the short questions, a lot of students come in and to me and they think, oh, this is like a biology class or this mm. is like a business class, you know, where keywords will be OK. Now, I've a fantastic, what I consider it fantastic, <laughs> rule of thumb, um, whereby you're definitely are going to maximise your marks. Each short question is worth six um, marks and it's usually divided into two parts or maybe three parts. So just say it's divided into two parts, three and three. So if it's worth three marks, 
three sub points, like what is celiac disease, three marks. Most students might write down, oh, it's um, a disease that is caused by an intolerance to the fibrous protein gluten wheat. Now, that's perfectly fine, but it's only going to get you one mark out of three. So you'd have to say comma, how it's an autoimmune disease, inflammation mm. of the lining of the intestine and the fact that it's a chronic disease. Okay. So that's what we need is three marks, three sub points. And then if it's two marks, two sub points, for example, um, explain what an essential amino acid is, two marks. A student writes down an essential amino acid, an amino acid that is needed in our diet because the body can't make it. One mark for me, uh, comma, give some examples, valine, leucine, isoleucine, or your second point could have been children need um, 10 and adults only need eight. And this is one of the areas whereby you could lose marks very easily if you don't take on board the level of detail there. Um, the other thing then about the longer questions, like you said there, absolutely no essays. It's one of the things that would actually drive an examiner absolutely crazy. <laughs> it looks like you've never, yeah, never get on been in a home economics class before. It certainly drives me crazy, I can tell you. <laughs> but I would say to students, if you're not familiar with the marking scheme, look up past um, exam papers. You know, if you have the Department of Education website, there are other apps that you can get out there and keep, make yourself familiar. So if you see 20 marks, always go five points at four marks. If you see 12 marks, always go four by three, you know, and do always err on the side of caution. So if you're thinking for 20, is it four by five? Is it five by four? go with the five by four or the same with is it four by three or three by four and that's because especially this year if there are topics that come up you know that maybe students now we can't predict the exam but if maybe a topical mm -hmm. subject came up they'll be looking for more points okay uh, then you know that extra one Okay. Listen, Sandra, thank you so much there. I could have you on all night. You're coming out with great stuff there. And I know one of the things you wanted to say was about the template for ordering, for the order of answering questions. And all of this will be on our RT Learn facility there as well. So I know you've given us loads of extra stuff on that. But thank you so much for this evening for helping us there. That's Sandra Cleary there no from problem. the Institute of Education. And if you want to check out RT Learn, you'll find the additional material there for all the subjects, you know, videos and all these little ideas. So do go and check that out. And thanks to our colleagues at RT Learn for all of that. That, but moving on now and just to follow up to last week when we were covering the French oral exams we had some correspondence about the written paper too and we just wanted to give a little more time to the subject as it is so popular so we can run through the instructions for that so out with the pens and we weren't talking to the chief French examiner about that but here are the details straight from the State Examination Commission so starting with higher level on section A the read and comprehension the instruction there is to answer one question either read and comprehension one or read and comprehension two so one, uh, one question there and then in section B, in written production, answer two questions. Question one, choice of A, B or C. And one of questions two, three, four, five and six. And for students taking the paper at ordinary level, section A, read and comprehension. In their case, they're going to answer two questions. So answer read and comprehension question one or two and answer read and comprehension question three or four. And then in section B, in written production, answer any two questions from a choice of six. Uh, 1A, 1B, 2A, 2B, 3A and 3B. Now this might sound like a lot of numbers on 
the radio. So really the best course of action for French or indeed any of the papers and Sandra and I were mentioning it there is, you know, go to the State Examination Commission website, examinations.ie. They have all the exams covered and they've a really, really, I promise, I swear, user-friendly layout of all the details of any adjustments that they confirmed there in February. It's really interesting and really well worth a quick, quick look. So while you are busy Googling that though, you might enjoy this. We're doing our bit to help you get into the zone for the French orals. Come on, fly to the Concords, they're helping us all out. And next up this evening, uh, just to say that last week on the show, we were discussing that fascinating syllabus involved in English Paper 2. And just as a little, you know, in the exam world, this is a leaving cert treat, we decided to take a little look at the movie section of the course. And boy, there are some real gems on there. So we're going to try another test for you at home this evening. And you don't have to be doing your leaving cert to take part in this. But what we have is a little selection of clips from some of the movies that are on that syllabus that may be examined in June or may come up in exam in June. So how many of these movies from the English syllabus can you identify? I had the most absurd nightmare. I was poor and no one liked me. Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy are trading places. Hey Randy, Morty, this is nice. I like this. I'm Achibe. I'm Marie. My dad's Jessup Dolly. You ain't here for trouble, are you? I got a real bad need to talk to him. Falcon just calls his witnesses. Guaranteed there'll be a new generation of men and women. Even more resilient, more determined. Look who you're talking to. There's a war going on. I thought you might understand. You're talking like a foreigner. You're talking to me like I'm a foreigner. You think I don't know Northern Ireland? I live here, man. Then support us. That's good. I'm gonna level with you. We can't get married at all. Why not? Uh, I'm a man. Well, nobody's perfect. So how did you get on? Well, the answers are trading places. I think he named that really in the clip. Winter's Bone, Hunger and Some Like It Hot. So will they come up? Who knows? But anyway, moving making is, of course, just one art form. But what about art and history and appreciation of art itself? Another fascinating course for art there, but it can serve you very well long term, well after the Leaving Cert is done and dusted. But for the exam itself, it is a busy one. And I'm delighted to be joined on the line now by Declan Kelly. Declan is an experienced multidisciplinary artist and curator himself, as well as teaching art for many years and is currently uh, teaching in the Institute of Education on Leeson Street. Declan, you're very welcome to the show. Evelyn, thanks for having me back again. Oh, listen, we're delighted to have you back. Listen, can we start with you as well, the same thing about the amendments, the changes, you know, these things that are due to help the students a little bit. Talk to us about the art exam and what students need to be really aware of in terms of that. The major thing is they used to have to do three questions. They only have to do two questions now. So they, um, it's been brilliant from the State Exam Commission. They've, they've set down two questions only. So one from 
either or any of the three. So you can do one question from Art in Ireland, one question from uh, European Art, uh, or one question from Section 3, which is the appreciation of art. Uh, so that's fantastic. So it's this, taken a lot of pressure off. Yeah, I mean, this is a really sort of a generous way for the students to start preparing for the exam. It relieves the pressure a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a huge uh, positive step to help the students. So as long as the students are listening to their teachers and kind of taking their advice, um, stick to their guns kind of and, 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 and work with the questions they have, they'll be absolutely fine. OK, well, look, you know, students, of course, have been studying a range of art forms and styles over the years. And, you know, you strongly believe, though, that they should commit to their art form style and stick with it, you know, because at this point, people can get a bit bored, can't they, and start making maybe rash decisions. Yeah, it, it, it's it's incredible. Even even in some of their own physical work, they'll suddenly uh, get a little bit antsy and, and want to move on to something new. And obviously, our, our deadline uh, is is tomorrow for the physical stuff. But the even with the art history, the um, students will sometimes think, "Oh, I want to study something new." Stick to what you've been studying. This teacher has gone through it. They trust in your teacher. Um, I mean, the teachers uh, all around the country have been working tirelessly uh, to, to get through this work. They know what they're doing. Um, listen to them. Um, talk to them. You know, that's all I can really say on that. Stick, to, stick with them. They know what they're doing. So even if you read that interesting biography or whatever, don't go off in another direction suddenly. Um, oh, but yeah, no, I'm with the art. It's so it's understandable that you'd be inspired in different ways. But moving on to the exam itself, the actual written paper, I know you've mentioned there about the practical work, but the written paper in June, would you talk us through the layout of this then? Because as you say, time is now a little bit more of your friend in this. Well, yeah, we're very lucky with the time now. And often it's it's incredibly stressful, um, and and it's kind of been de-stressed in the sense that you used to have to go in and do three questions, and you only had two and a half hours. Um, and I often in my own classes I talk about this Goldilocks zone in terms of the timing. That's not even necessary now. You can go in and take your time, and go through the questions. Draw nice diagrams uh, as part of your answers, you know, the illustrations. Take your time to plan out your answer. Um, it, it will be a huge help, um, that extra time. And don't leave early. That's one of the main things. The other thing about the layout of the exam, um, look at the question, break down that question into parts and answer each of those parts. Try to avoid kind of wombling on, if you can, uh, or, or <laughs> spoofing things. Stick to what's written there in, in the question. Um, Let that be your guide. What's interesting is we were having this discussion with Sandra about home economics. It's different here. You are looking at essays. But in your case, what roughly, I mean, I know students are mad for this, how many pages, how many words. What rough guide can you give to students in terms of length? Like what should they be aspiring to, I suppose? Well, obviously, unless you've gigantic handwriting, uh, I would be saying <laughs> two and a half to three pages is, is kind of ideal in my book. Um, I think what's reasonable, I mean, if you were looking at in previous years, uh, what a student is expected to produce, three pages of text and diagram in, in the space of, let's say, 45 minutes is a huge amount of work, um, especially when they're planning and thinking. Uh, so I would say about three pages is kind of the sweet spot. And Declan, in terms of that, um, you know, the illustrations, the diagrams, the doodling, I mean, I presume it's the one page where that's encouraged? Yeah, absolutely. I often laugh when they say illustrate your answer and, and students will sometimes get confused when they're looking at that in their English uh, exam uh, where <laughs> they have to find an example of. So we want you to quite literally, yes, draw a picture. Um, it's definitely something that's encouraged. Show what you mean. And in fact, it's kind of double points, which is brilliant. In, in If you explain something in a drawing and have your annotations pointing at these things and then you explain that in your text, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's kind of a, it's a winner winner. OK, Declan, I've got one minute to ask you this question, right? Why should students do art? Convince me. 
I'm going to do a quick experiment with you, Evelyn. Um, so art students think differently. We have to encourage them to think differently. And this is how it feeds into the future. So very quickly, I'm going to ask you, when you think of trees in Ireland, uh, your hawthorns, your oak trees, your mm -hmm. sycamores, what colour is the bark of those trees? The bark is brown. So, interesting <laughs> enough, now it's dark now, so tomorrow morning I want you to go out and look at that bark and it's actually typically grey, it's silver, it's white and even. Now, some are brown, but the vast majority. And it's kind of an update for how you think. Art students look at things and then see them differently. And it, 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 people will be going out there now tomorrow and looking at trees and seeing them in a way that they've never seen before. So art is a way of kind of, it's kind of like a... a, a, a a mental update for how you perceive the world and that's one of the things that uh, sets art students out from other students. We think differently and we see differently. Excellent, I'm signing up. Declan, thank you so much for joining us this evening with your insights on that. Uh, that's Declan Kelly there from the Institute of Education. And that is our lot for this evening. The podcast will be up shortly. Our thanks also to Sandra uh, Cleary for her advice there on home economics. We will be back here in the studio on Tuesday and Wednesday next week, so do listen out for that. But until Tuesday, for now, goodbye. A good slow and good